0: Need to stop? (laughs) (laughs) Though he were dead, yet shall he live. (coughs) Hard to stop.
1: I just need
0: coffee now.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Uh, Whoa.
2: All right. Has anybody got some good news to share? Something that's been happening? Something that has been encouraging for you, or for an overcoming situation, or whatever.
3: I think, I think, I think. Um, yeah, this is, sorry. yeah, Yeah. you can both go. Monday was the anniversary of my dad's death, and yeah. that all went sweet. It, it, it was hard, but we had a really good day. It was encouraging to be with my family. So. Good, yeah, yeah. good.
2: Got together. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, Lord.
4: Two new clients, both of which are over a hundred miles away.
2: Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one in
4: Stevenage and one in Abervale. So oh, wow! <laughs> Sounds like you'd be yeah, travelling yeah, around of the
2: a bit then. in yeah. yeah, it's, it's someone, um, Alan, Margaret, yeah. son-in-law, his yeah. father or whatever. They run a
4: um, food bank for in the area, and all of a sudden they've had to take on three employees. Wow! Payroll. Yeah. Uh, We've yeah. only got three schools, mm. so we need somebody to do some accounting. <laughs> so the back of an envelope will not work anymore. <laughs> oh,
1: that's really that's good. That's growth. Yeah, so we were praying about that. All over
5: half of yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been praying, haven't we, for yes. more. Yes, yeah. that's, that's good, good. Business yeah. and <clears throat> increase, which is good. Thank
6: you, Lord. That's good. Mm. And you. I managed dinner. With my ex-husband and his new partner and his mum and dad as a family, um, which has been very difficult to sit at a dinner table and have a meal with them all. Mm. Uh, and it went really smoothly. I uh, did lots of praying with Heather on Monday to get me through it. Mm. And yeah, mm. I felt a really strong presence with me, um, mm. and that it was going to be alright and it was almost having my hand held, but it was lovely. Mm. For the children's benefit, yeah. it yeah. was brilliant. <laughs> you know, Just the kids that, so. It was difficult the first few minutes of walking through the door, but instead of the back going up and mm. asked Jesus how he would react and <laughs> if he would be with me yeah. and, and he was wow, and it wonderful. went really, really well. On a very different yeah. situation to Chris, but it's still a bereavement mm. of a relationship. And it's really hard when the other person that you love is still in the room. But we went, we did all right yeah, as so a that. family. Yeah, we did really well.
7: Thank yeah. you, Lord. Yeah. That that's great. a beautiful. That, beautiful. that is great. good news. It was really good <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> it <was> really, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, really yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. to get oh, behind well. you for the first time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's good. Good. Well, Very good. 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 Very courageous. We
8: enjoyed it. it was nice. <laughs> you can yeah, Study. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm
2: going to do it weekly but
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it was really positive really good mm, thank you Lord. Mm, he definitely. cares for us he does mm, so the more you believe that mm. the <clears throat> the easier very difficult situations mm. do actually become Yeah. You know, the more you Pass your life over. You know, don't try and hang on to the little bits. You know, you look at things in a very, very different way.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Looking at us. (laughs) Um, I felt to share this morning. Just a little bit and have you maybe process something with me that the Lord is giving me. Um, the scripture I felt to share this morning had to do with First John 1, the incarnate word. And it begins by speaking about um, the Lord, the word that he has seen, they have seen, they've handled concerning the word of life and how that life was manifested and they saw they bore witness, and they proclaimed the eternal life which was with the Father and manifested to us and then verse three, what we have seen and heard, this is first John one verse three, we proclaim to you also that you also, not two also may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father, with his Son Jesus Christ. And these things we write so that our joy may be made complete. And this is the message. And I heard that. This is the message. And he's speaking to all of us. This is the message. We all have a message. We all have a sphere of influence. All of you are in business. God has not just called you to ministry. Some of you wear two hats. Some of you wear one. Some of you feel like you're juggling ten. But all of you have a message. And the message here that John is speaking about is that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And that word light means light that is not ignited, it's never ignited, and it's never extinguished. It just is. It is eternal. And that light will never go out. And there's no darkness in him. That word darkness doesn't mean just absence of light. It's all the consequences of darkness. Sin, misery, um, struggle, blindness. And we see in part and we know in part. You know, Judith and I prophesy. We've been prophesying now for... Man, when did you first start prophesying, Jude?
7: 72.
0: Yeah, for me about 73. I was just a baby. So...
6: I ah, ask a quick question? Sure. What is prophesying?
0: Okay. Prophesying is speaking the words of the Lord that he gives you for someone. Ah, it's... Okay. It, you prophesy to bring edification, you know, building yeah. up, strengthening, exhortation, go for it, girl, or comfort. Yeah. It'll be all right. God's with you. Okay. You know, yes. and... But... Uh, There are certain ones, there are several different words for prophesying, prophetuo and prophetis. One means, uh, one is the scripture that says, ye may all prophesy, and also says, uh, in 1 Corinthians, hmm, I believe it's 12 or 14, desire spiritual gifts, especially that ye may prophesy. That's not a suggestion, that's an imperative command from the king. He is saying, you desire spiritual gifts, especially desire to prophesy, because prophecy is critical for the church. And there are certain ones who are called to be prophets. That's their primary gifting. It takes years to develop a prophet. Not everyone who prophesies is called to be a prophet.
2: Mm.
0: It's a certain um, calling. It's actually a function in the kingdom. And Judith and I happen to be called to be prophets um, but it's taken years to develop that gift in us.
7: Yeah. Of that bubbling. Years of bubbling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I tell people
0: all the time, if profit wannabes knew the cost of being a prophet, they wouldn't want to be. Yeah. So because
7: Graham, <laughs> Graham Cook says it takes about 18 years to make a profit. Yeah.
1: About. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about.
7: Yes, yeah. 18 years of,
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yes, is that helpful? Yeah. Good, good. So we are are very open to people who prophesy to us, because I really believe in the gift of prophecy. You weigh prophecy. Scripture says we, we know in part, and we prophesy in part. We don't prophesy the whole picture, but we are a part of what God is giving you. So you should be having your own revelation, That's that light. You have your own message. And God is shedding his understanding on it. He unfolds it more and more. He opens our eyes to see. The scripture says in Psalm uh, 119, Open thou mine eyes, that I might behold wondrous things in thy law. And it also says the unfolding of thy word gives light. That's like (coughs) the word is like something folded up. And you see the surface meaning of it when you first come to Christ, but then he begins to unfold it over time and unfold it and unfold it. And the whole time that he's unfolding it, he's building an understanding of his language in you so that you understand, oh, this means that. And it'll be unique for you. Like for us, he might use something like a, a picture of a walrus well, to indicate some type of a... Strength for you, he wouldn't likely use that for someone in Africa he'd use a, a elephant, elephant <laughs> you know, so he'll build your own dictionary of how he speaks to you, and it's that unfolding light more light is shed, more and more light is shed as the word unfolds because God is light, it's his job to bring light upon our understanding and to cause us to see more clearly. And the problem with many of us, all of us have a Western mindset. We grow up with a Greek mindset. And so we have a certain world view that's filtered through our culture and it's filtered through our teaching from our youth, from the different teachers that we've had. But when we come to Christ, that's a totally different kingdom. We're translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, where he is light. But that doesn't mean you see everything all at once. It's an unfolding revelation. And he He uh, He wants to bring us past that Greek mindset where we understand and reason everything through to the mindset of revelation, where we learn to follow that thread of revelation, and it's very important for you I- involved in business that you have that type of revelation because it gives you an edge over someone who is strictly a Greek thinker, his worldview is strictly reasoning, man's reasoning because look at what's happening in the world you You cannot reason out these things you can't plan for an earthquake to hit Japan. You don't plan for the tsunami that wipes out all of their stockpile of beautiful, brand-new cars that were ready to ship to the market, which affected the stock market. There, You can't reason those types of things out. But you can receive revelation from the Lord and then follow that revelation and know what you need to do and what affects you, how it impacts you. So I want to... Um, this morning I felt I'd really exhort you and encourage you to really press on to have revelation from him, to see with his eyes and let him open your eyes to new things and uh, your particular sphere. So it delights me to hear that you're praying about that and yeah. sharing uh, words and it's like you're putting together puzzle pieces, and you're learning how to work puzzles with the Lord. Because the scripture says in uh, Proverbs 25, I believe, too, it's the glory of the Lord to hide a matter. But it's the glory of kings to seek it out. And you are kings. He loves to play hide and seek with you. He does. He just loves it. Because it does something to his heart when you engage with him that way. Otherwise, what we do is we're just engaged with the world. He doesn't want us engaged with the world like that. He wants us engaged with him.
7: I work with a number of pastors in Anchorage. Um, and, um, you know, we can get a mindset within the church as well as a mindset in business. And so um, if you work with task-oriented people, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> and... Um, And and you set in order the tasks that you're going to do. You can accomplish a lot of stuff. You can get a lot of stuff done. I'm not so sure how how effective it is or how long it lasts. Uh, And so God brought a word to me recently for the pastors that I work with. And he showed me a scarab. Now Mary said that God will show certain symbols and they mean something to me. It may not mean that to you at all. So I have a series of hats that God shows me. Sorry, Phil. No color necessary. Uh, A series of hats, and, and a certain hat means a certain thing. I know when I'm looking at an apostle because I see this particular hat on his head. Well, I saw a scarab, and I didn't have a clue what a scarab was. And the Lord uh, began to speak to me about a natural mindset. And he said, you must warn these men not to walk in a natural mindset. Because if we, uh, we don't walk by sight, right. we walk by faith. And Hebrews says uh, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, whoa, you're in a business and you've got to walk in faith. It says, those who come to him must believe that he is and that he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So, these pastors are looking for a certain direction of things that they want to do with the city and amazingly, God is interfacing business and government very much in different places. Especially, I'm aware of it because I work with it in my city. So we've got the governor saying um, to the pastors, "Can you help us? Can you join together with us? We uh, we don't know how to take care of all the homeless people. We don't know how to uh, take care of children's services. Uh, we just we don't have the money and we can't do it. Can you help us? Oh, yeah, we can help you. Now, right there." you can get caught in a natural mindset and you can begin to just line out. Here are some people and they can do such and such a thing. You better never start right there mm-hmm. because that, that natural reasoning will short-circuit without faith. It's impossible to please God. You've got to go to the Lord first, don't you? You've got to say, God, all right, I see all the natural things that we could do. What do you want to do? Right. Well, God is, I was seeing some things that were task oriented and that were good things, natural reasoning. And when he showed me that scarab and he took me back to Egyptian pharaohs hmm. and the scarab was, uh, an insignia that they wore on their, um, sometimes on their robes and sometimes on their sarcophagi, uh, they, they would have that insignia on there, that scarab was actually a representative of a false God. And God was speaking to me about new things coming in, and I know he's been speaking it to you too. New ways of reasoning, new revelations about inventions, new ways to do business because it's a time of a new wineskin. Mm-hmm. So he's speaking to business people, government people, church people. He's speaking about these new ways to think. And, um, and this... Scarab represents the rising of the sun in the setting, the coming up of something new and the ending of something else. And it was tied with the um, sun god, Ra. And God has been really putting his finger on this false god thing. Egypt represents the natural mind in the scripture.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: The spirit of God represents the supernatural. And God is really putting a line down between those two. It's not that he doesn't bring revelation or light into your mind so that you can see things uh, and then just say, throw out your mind. He's obviously given you a good mind. He's given you an ability to do things. But if you're not doing those things in the context of his revelation, then can't you get down the road and be in such a bad place? We have, have, in our city, we have gotten into this task mode. I'll sit in a meeting, and I hear this task going down the road, and I'll just say, wait, stop. And now these guys are used to it now. And I'll say, can we just pray? One of the pastors said to me, now? (laughs) You know, now we're trying to make our plan. And I'm saying, stop. Let's pray about this. And and then I'll say, Hey, we're getting so far down the road here with this task, we never once asked the Holy Spirit what he wants to do. The Holy Spirit is wanting to come and fill us up. He's wanting our minds to be renewed. He's wanting to give us this fresh revelation. But if we don't turn to him for first, we're going to get what we get. Remember when... Uh, Uh, Joshua didn't turn to the Lord and inquire of the Lord? No, thank you. I want to inquire of the Lord. I want to lay down my natural reasoning. And any uh, affiliation that has to do with a false God, the the God of the mind, the God of this world, because that will take us off course, and it will take you off Uh course. So we keep pulling back in our city to... Listening to God, asking the Lord, doing exactly what you guys are doing, prophesying to each other, stretching out your ability to hear, testing it out, practicing it out, because that will bring you more and more into the light. You'll walk in the light as he is in the light, and there's, it, it changes relationships, it changes uh, understanding about what you're going to do, but right. he is certainly wanting to cut us off from that which is the, that this natural kind, uh, kind of reasoning as an initiator for what it is that we're doing. As a result of, uh, partially as a result of pulling back from that natural reasoning, we've just said, okay, well, let's wait over here. Let's not jump into something. We'll just wait. And a phone call will come, and the governor would say, well, would you guys be willing to evaluate a document of what we're going to do with the uh, homeless people, would you be willing to read? I think it was a, the last document was 156 pages of governmental regulations. Would you, the church, give us your input? Well, if we said, well, let's see, what do we want to do here? We'd go right along their pathway, wouldn't we, in the dark. But instead, we pull back and we wait and we listen. And it may be a completely different direction. And somehow God has given an open door. And God is opening door for business people. He's opening doors for governmental officials. He's doing some kind of a uh, uniting together that is going to allow us to have influence in areas that we've never had influence before. And here you are, <coughs> yielding yourselves to hear from the Holy Spirit. I I thought about this thing with mindsets Mm. Um, um, because we get mindsets. We're trained to think a a certain way Mm -hmm. from our earliest days. And experiences, circumstances that happen to us train us to think a certain way. And I think one of the most damaging mindsets to business is fear. Now, another damaging mindset might be um, just outrageous risk. Right. I'm not talking about risk. I'm talking about inordinate risk. That might be the other extreme. You know, fear over here so that you're paralyzed or uh you don't count the cost over here to see what it is that you're building. But God is wanting us to be able to um, bring those together and put it an into that fear, open our hearts for the new mindsets so that we can so that we can move with a new authority. Is this true for you guys? When I um, I see a circumstance ahead of me, something that I'm going to have to do. Uh, I, this is just a maybe little thing to you. It was great big to me. Um, well, we'd been working together in unity in our city for 15, 14 years at that time. And for 11 of those years, I led a citywide prayer group with, oh, I don't know, about 80 different churches were involved in that. And, um, and I did it until I felt like the Lord said, don't do it anymore. And I went to the leadership team and said, I don't think I'm supposed to do this anymore. And they prayed about it. And they said, well, we don't think you're supposed to do it anymore either. Quit. So we just ended. Well, nobody wanted to end. But we, we ended it because we felt like the Lord was saying end it. So then we went four years or three years, I guess, maybe two and a half, of not having that kind of prayer. When we prayed, crime dipped way low. When we prayed... Um, Just off the streets, people that were problem people started wandering into churches. When we prayed, when we quit, crime escalated, and it was amazing. You can watch it in the paper. Very measurable results. Well, but we were in the quit stage when God breathed a breath again into us to move forward and work together in a more powerful way. And the leader of the team said, "We need to gear up prayer." And I went, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho, oh! I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that again. I can't, I can't do that. I can't. And I mean, I just kept saying I can't. And Finally, just his eyes got great big and he said, well, I didn't say you had to do the same thing you did before. And I was going home going, God, I can't. Boy, I had my heels in the ground. I can't, I can't. Father, I can't do this. Help me, help me, Father. The minute I said it, he said 52 weeks of prayer, one church or prayer group at a time. And I went, ah. <sighs> It's not a select few doing the work. Mm. God's moving in a new wineskin. It's the right. body coming right. together and doing same thing in business, same thing in government, a partnering together, a new perception. And so I said, oh, well, I think I could do that. So we had a big eating and I just nailed all these pastors you want a week you want a week you want a week you want a week it was just no big deal to write down all the weeks and they call and they say you won't believe it my week is the week we were already fasting and praying every day for the city oh cool I'm glad this is the week that the youth is going to be fasting and praying for the city oh good I'm glad it was so simple but see, if we do it with our natural reasoning and old ways of thinking, right. we are trapped in the darkness. You see, it's a walking in a new kind of light. Right. And so we open up our hearts. We wait. We don't get that mindset, that Egypt mindset uh, on us. We get a mindset of an inquiry. We're going to inquire of the Lord. And we're going to let God open up doors, and then the light shines everywhere.
0: You know, in this scripture, in uh, 1 John, it says, If we walk in the light, this is verse 7, let's do verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. We're in a time now when we must practice the truth, not just acknowledge it in our head. We have to actually step out in faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please him. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Listen to that. The minute we begin to walk in the light, fellowship with one another is critical to this process. This is not the time of the Lone Ranger. This, Even in the church, the time of the one-man show is over. God is yeah. calling for body ministry. He's calling for everyone in the body to add their peace to it. I have noticed that uh, when I'm with someone that has a light gifting or calling that I have, it uh, causes the gift in me to become sharper and to the forefront. Whenever I'm around Judith, and we actually aren't around each other as often back home because we're both so busy. I haven't seen you in months. You've I just know. been a rat. I know. <laughs> and think of how hard I was working. I know. I felt pity for you. If you believe that, I've got a bridge <laughs> i want to sell you. <laughs> there, but when we get together, all of a sudden dreams start sparking. Prophecy starts sparking, revelation starts sparking, and it, it, there's an acceleration, and I can feel the upsurge of the prophetic pouring out, because we're both very prophetic. And we, you know, we've been together so long that we, we know one another, so we, we're not wrestling over uh, personality issues or uh, personal issues. You know, we've, you know, we've both been Christians for a long time, so a lot of the rough edges have been knocked off already. So when we're together, there's just a smooth flow. That's what you're developing when you have prayer partners. You're developing that smooth flow. And it's very important to have that because we do only know in part. And when you get a peace, you need someone else that has the peace that will complement yours. And the Lord will show you who to pray with and who has that peace that you need. Whenever I have a spiritual dream... I have, um, God has given me uh, interpretation of dreams, but I don't always interpret my own. I have certain things I can see in my own, but I need to have someone else give input because everyone thinks differently. God created us that way. And I particularly love to share it with those that are, uh, that see, that have eyes to see, because they'll pick up on things in a dream that I miss totally. And I'm going to share with you a dream I had last night, because I believe that was a part of this presentation today. All of you are involved in business, correct? Mm -hmm. So therefore, put on your thinking cap, little interpreting cap, and I want to have some input from you uh, in just a bit, because I need what you carry. Yeah. But listen to this. I've always liked this scripture. This is in 2 Corinthians 4. Now, I know that you guys know the scriptures. You're people of the word. If you're pressing on to business, you're wise to be people of the word. Because the word of God will bathe that Greek mindset and begin to cause you to think with an Hebraic mindset, a heavenly mindset. So that you think differently. So the more of the word that you get inside of you, the more it washes and changes you. And even your very perceptions begin to shift with the word of the Lord. But he says here in verse 1, therefore, since we have this ministry, now he's talking about this ministry of unveiling, so you can see. He's just talked about that in chapter 3. We do not lose heart, but we have renounced the things hidden because of shame So you're honest with what's inside of you. You're not hiding. You're just being transparent with the Lord. Not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, that means even if our gospel is hidden or wrapped around with plaster, is veiled to those who are perishing, either temporarily or eternally, those with that Greek mindset, that's set in cement, that means it's veiled, our minds are being unveiled, and it's being unveiled by the Word and the Spirit of God. You need both, Word and Spirit. In which case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, now, God says that light will shine out of darkness, and he has shown, the same light has shown into our hearts. That word for light, the word FOSS, means to, it's like opening the lens of a camera. You get photograph, photo from FOSS, so that the light will penetrate and the film will develop and a picture will become evident. Now, that's not an instantaneous thing that happens. It's a developing thing that happens. But the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who are functioning with this natural reasoning, because our natural reasoning, we're born with darkness in our natural reasoning. That's just, everyone is born that way. Therefore, there has to be a transformation of our minds so we can see. And that word for blind, blinded the minds of those who are unbelieving, is the Greek word to foo, and it literally means to have a smoke screen or to be lifted up with self-conceit or pride. So there's a lot of pride and conceit involved with that Greek mindset, that uh, approaching things through the intellect. You hear it strongly with people who've been To certain types of colleges, they are elevated in their own minds because they think that the the sheepskin from an Ivy League college has qualified them to be the experts, when they don't realize that what qualifies you to be the expert is the revelation by the Spirit of God that bypasses the uh, educated, intellectual mind. God does not (coughs) pump our brains out. He uses very, very intelligent people. But he uses very, very intelligent people who've yielded their minds to the Lord so revelation will come. Uh, George Washington Carver is a beautiful example of that. Have you ever read the booklet of his life, The Man Who Talks to Flowers? Amazing story. He was a brilliant scientist, brilliant. And yet he got revelation from a flower or from creation he would listen to the voice of the lord and god gave him amazing processes for the peanut that saved the south at a time in in the united states at a time when the cotton market was drying up and desperate poverty was hitting the land god sent this man in who received revelation <laughs> a businessman and he knew how to develop the peanut peanut to produce i think over 300 products from the peanut and it was because he was listening to revelation not through his natural reasoning i believe god wants to give you that kind of revelation i believe that that's his desire for you yeah. And I think that you are to be a prototype of this if you are willing to embrace it. It's like what Judith has been talking about in our city. That's a prototype for the body of Christ of working together with the federal or the state government to re- solve social <coughs> problems. And amazing things are happening because of this partnership, this fellowship when the light comes in. Then we have fellowship one with the other because you start seeing amazing ways to do things. I believe that with the uh, catastrophic events that are hitting the planet, that God has to have his people empowered to think creatively. Because some of the most brilliant minds on the planet don't have the answers. In fact, if you've done any research to this meltdown that we had in the United States, this economic meltdown, (coughs) there's a, uh, I think maybe it was BBC that did the Inside the Meltdown series that tracked what led to that financial meltdown where we were on the brink of total disaster. We were like 24 hours away from the whole economy collapsing because brilliant men who were involved in economics were making decisions that got out of their control and it began to domino. And they didn't count on the domino effect globally that affected England (coughs) also, seriously. And these men with that intellectual, educated, Greek mindset almost sank the globe where they came right on the brink of sinking everything because they didn't have the wisdom of God. And I believe God is raising up men and women all over the world who are seeking the Lord for revelation, and he's going to reveal how to deal with certain issues in a way that will baffle the minds of the people who are experts
7: Because he has revelation, and that makes you an expert. Right. What's interesting is that you're doing this prophetic ministry with one another. I was just praying for you guys this morning. When we were, um, before we came over, um, actually I guess it was on the plane I was praying. And God said, I'm going to send you two to tear down some blockages Mm -hmm. that have been in the minds of people in Britain that have um blocked the free flow of the uh sort of a a revival sweeping across the land and i'm very aware that there are other people that are sent to do the same thing and you are sent to do it in your own you know territory but we've got our little piece as well and um and so i know there are blockages and with you guys prophesying to each other um I'm aware that you can give a word to one another or you can turn toward the Lord and you can get a word for yourself that deals with a really important area and that's root problems in your thinking. So I, I'll just give an example. I, um, I was going to quit my job and um, minister full-time and I was just absolutely horrified. I was by myself. I had a big uh, mortgage payment on my house and I went my God, what am I doing here? I can't be quitting my job. But he had said it. Now, he said it. That's a rhema word from God, right? Right. My mind was confounded by it because I could not figure out how I was going to pay for what I needed to pay for if I quit my job. So I went. I was talking to one of my pastor friends and and, uh, I, I must have expressed fear to him because he said to me, why are you so afraid about finances? And I stopped for a minute, and I realized, huh, oh, I'm not afraid about finances. My mother was afraid about finances. She was always afraid. There wasn't going to be enough money. There was, you know, she was always afraid about finances. And it was like, here was my mother, and here I was, and God went, shh, just like that. and separated the two of us, and I said, I'm full of faith about finances. Now, that was a big deliverance for me. You guys prophesying to one another and asking the Lord what's going on. He can go into root issues in your heart Mm -hmm. that can hold you back in business. Hold revelation back from you and boy, inquire of him about this. Because he'll give opportunities if he treats you the way he treats me. You know, circumstances come up and I go, oh, just like that one, quitting my job. Well, I went to a prophet in my church because I want to hear from God about what to do. And I said, do I just, do I just jump off a cliff and quit my job? And, you know, I have that image of the guy holding on. (laughs) Help! You know, and he said, no, no. No, he says, you're on an 18-story building. And he said, you look down and you see this little net come into place. And when the net and the little ant firemen around the net come into place, jump. Well, it didn't sound much better than the cleft to me. So, uh, because your mind, it confounds your mind, doesn't it? Right. So, I, uh, within a week. I got a little pension that was the tiniest little net. I mean, it wasn't enough to pay my electric bill. You know what I'm saying. It was just a little pension. But I went, oh, my gosh, that's the net. And so I wrote my letter of resignation to my principal. And I, he was out of town. I put it in his box. And I went, <gasps> I fear hit me like you wouldn't believe. Now, I would separated out my fear from my mother's fear. But I still needed to deal with my own fear. Of not knowing that mine, not knowing, and so I threw myself down at the altar in the middle of church. Nobody ever goes down, you know, at the front like that to the prayer rail and prays during church where I was going to church. But I was desperate. I just went, "My God, my God, I'm in big trouble here. I got to quit my job." And um, the, the I said, "I got to get that letter back. I got to get that letter out of that box because this is stupid." And um, and he said. Uh, I said, oh, 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 I got it, I got it. You stretch my faith to go out and minister around the world. It's okay. You already stretched my faith. I believe that, Father. Will you stretch my faith that you'll take care of me financially? And he said, this has nothing to do with faith. You want me to stretch your faith so that you can keep everything you have. I want you to consecrate everything you have so you have nothing to lose. That's where we have to come, don't we? In your business or whatever. You've got to consecrate it and you gotta leap into the net. And so I left the letter in the principal's box. I I had peace, just it flooded me. That's the rhema word. Yes. That's the rhema word. I had a fearful background. I had an unknown situation before me. I had been taught that you need to measure everything out and take care, you know, and uh, you don't buy anything if you don't have the money to pay. I had all that natural reasoning. And God was, He was short-circuiting that kind of thinking so that I could consecrate it all to Him. Nothing to lose. And when I when I took that step, I was free. See, God was going back and He was dealing with mindsets. Because you can't have light when you have fear. You, you simply cannot. So that whole area of asking the Lord, would you go in and would you renew my mind? Would you put your finger on things where I'm still trusting in my own ability or uh, wisdom from my natural uh, thinking? And will you give me supernatural thinking? And God will do it. That's one area. Another area is... When he's doing this, he will always give you a rhema word. Mm -hmm. He will speak a word to you. When he spoke that word to me, and I just went, okay, fine. You're my father. You're my husband. And now you have to take care of me. And it wasn't a challenge to him. He just said, okay. And I had this peace come over me. If you're in business, and you deal with those old issues, and you deal with your fear... And you open up your heart to the light. And let the light shine into that. The rhema word will go in. And the rhema word is something that you can trust in. You need to say it. You need to record it. You need to write it down. You need to stick it on your mirror. You need to get it in you. Because sometimes we got it. But we have it sort of tentatively, don't we? (laughs) And it will slip away. Well, get it in you. And get this logos word in you. Because he will spark Rhema out of this word. And when you get this outlandish direction, take it to the principles of the word of God and evaluate that thing on the word of God. And God will, he will um, settle you in what it is that you're to do and you'll walk through impossible situations. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him must believe that he is, he speaks, he directs. He will show you exactly what you need to do. Then, I think you have to activate it. You have to activate what you're getting a rhema word on. Um, There are many times when I've heard something from the Lord. Until I stepped out in it, I couldn't see that reality of it. God told me to leave my church one time. I'd been there 31 years. I was ministering with all of these guys. I loved them with all my heart. I didn't want to leave. But he just said, I'm moving you. And I, I ditched around it with this thing for three years. Talked to My pastor and I prayed together every week because I was an intercessor for him. And we constantly talked about this situation. And he'd say, you don't want to leave. We're going to take away the money that we support your ministry with if you leave. And I said, I know, but God said, "What am you know, so we're dealing back and forth with these natural reasoning kind of things. I went away to fast and pray. And I said, Father, I will leave in a minute if you will just tell me where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I have a scripture for you. Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. And man, it hit me. I knew it was a rainbow word from God. I repeated it while I was down there. I prayed over it. I went to my pastor. I said, I can't wait any longer. I'm leaving now because God said, this is just like Abraham. And he burst into tears and we both cried together. And they ended up, he just said, well, I want to ordain you before you go. And and so, you know, we ended up having a big ordination service he ordained me as a prophet and then released me to who knows where the elders said we never do this when we don't know where we're going to send you and uh but we trust you because you're going to listen to god you're going to do what he wants and he eventually did position me somewhere it took six months and i about had it <laughs> but you know it it confounds the natural mind and we simply must step out and activate. We we deal with the old roots and the old mindsets. We hear the rhema word and then we step out, don't we, in activating that thing. That's what you do in new inventions, new partnerships, new um, ventures to build the kingdom of God with the finances that are coming in. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're allowing His light to shine in those areas. And remember, a lot of times, until you activate, it doesn't happen. As soon as I made that decision, told me Pastor I was gone, Chuck Pierce, some of you know who he is, came to town. And he picked me out of an audience and he said, Judith, you have finally made the switch. And now things are going to move forward. Uh, he didn't know. I hadn't told him anything about what was going on. God will confirm exactly what it is, he's telling you to do and it will be fun. Because isn't that a drag to just have to figure it out yourself? It is such a drag. I mean, you go, oh, I wonder if I should do this. I wonder if I should do that. I, if I do this and I move this and I... You know what I mean? You get yourself all of this stew. but the rhema word of God is full of peace. And the Lagos word of God is like a rock you can stand on. Principles of what you can do, and oh, what you will accomplish!
5: What? We (laughs) prophesied May I add a piece?
7: Please. A
2: really short one. Please. About that last bit about how to activate the rhema word. You know, how to actually start on it. Um, And the thing that was coming to mind was about doing the bit you can do. So there you know it might be a a big situation that needs changing or or a large amount of money that's needed, or something like that, but um one thing we learned in our faith process in the last few years is in the uh, scriptures where a supernatural breakthrough was going to take place, God always asked somebody to do something that was actually possible for them, a small bit. Uh, The woman um, feeding Elijah, I think it was, um, to use the little bit of flour and oil that she did have, that she thought she was going to have for her last meal, (laughs) to to use it. And by doing that in obedience to the word, she did the bit she could do for the first extension of our house where God showed Fuller a picture of what it was going to look like and we found out what an enormous amount of money it was going to cost, which we didn't have. We did the bit we could do, which was, I think, then save £200 and get the plans drawn or the planning permission done, something like that. It was a very small part of the overall, but when we did that by faith, even not seeing how the next stage could possibly happen it unlocked it so that's my PS look for the little bit that you can do and then let him do the big bit that we can't yeah,
9: right. yeah.
0: absolutely he's always looking for us to add faith what it is he is revealing to us even when it's just a small thing a small step yeah now my problem is i tend to throw myself whole hog into the first revelation that comes along and i'm galloping down the road before i realize i've run ahead of god so i have to rein in my impulsive nature and be a little bit more um, thoughtful in my next step, a little bit more methodical and get gathering counsel from, you know, in the multitude of counsel, you make war, mm. right? And there's safety in a multitude right. of counsel. And I have had to learn not to be such a lone ranger and to lean <coughs> upon the wisdom of those that God has connected me with. And I think it was, was it last year that I had that, or... I can't even remember if it was last year or year before, when I was here and I had a conference that was being planned in Anchorage, and it was more of a business-oriented conference. I was bringing in Pat Francis, who is a businesswoman in Canada. She actually was so successful in what she was doing that Canada had appointed her as their NGO representative to the United Nations. She was reaching uh, the uh, disenfranchised, Uh, bringing them up from a welfare status to uh, getting college educations, buying their first homes, getting into business, and well on their way to becoming millionaires. And one of their mottos in the church is that every church member will be a millionaire, and they will help one another, equip one another. Amazing vision this church has. So she was our speaker. And I'm here when I get this frantic phone call from my event coordinator, it's, like a week or two before the conference and we have 48 people registered and I have thousands of dollars invested in this thing that you have to put out in advance to reserve the meeting room to reserve the hotels etc and uh fear hit me because I'm here I can't do anything about it you know make phone calls but if they can't take care of it there in Alaska I I'm in some real hot water here we're we're talking some Desperate straits. Judith was praying for me. You know, you've prayed me through fear before. You know, <laughs> and I realized, oh no, don't tell me this is one of the times I've run ahead of you <coughs> instead of um, waiting for the right counsel, the right time, the right waited until I could be in town to oversee this thing. But uh, I had Clive pray for me. I think I also asked uh, Phil and Heather and a number. Okay. Of- People here, Vic and Ride, to pray for me because I needed to calm down and enter into faith, not fear. It wouldn't change the circumstances necessarily, but it would change me. So they prayed until. Okay, I can do this. It's it's one of those like Judith was saying. It's all or nothing. All that I have consecrated to the Lord. And if you lose it all, you haven't lost the Lord, you start over again and God will bless and multiply and increase. Because that's his nature. That's his personality is to bring increase. The kingdom of heaven is ever increasing. So that means we will continue to ever increase. Never give up. Never give up. More than one Christian has reached the very bottom of the barrel where all the resources are gone, and then God does a miracle. He starts to rebuild, and they end up even more successful than they were before. Because in the process of ending up at the bottom of the barrel, things are dealt with in the heart. So God was dealing with fear in my heart that uh, that my impulsive full-bore, go-for-it personality got me in hot water again. So that was my fear. And God dealt with it until I finally came to a place of rest. Okay, we can do this thing. We had a very successful conference. We had hundreds of people show up that never registered. They just came. You know, it would be helpful for me if they'd register, but they don't. They're willing to pay this huge late fee so for the privilege of showing up at the door (laughs) impulsively just in case they want an out and don't want to come and our luncheon, our business luncheon which is where a chunk of the expense was we had 80 people register at the last minute (coughs) and we were well able to cover the cost of the lunch and the cost of the conference and had a little left over and were able to give a generous honorarium to our speaker so, But I had to deal with that fear. The whole purpose of that event was to deal with the fear in here because God is I feel God drawing me more and more and more to uh, a process of handling finances for the kingdom. And it's not even necessarily something I like to do. I'd rather someone else did it. I'd rather hire a Chris to take care of all that. I don't want to have to be involved in it. Just trust to Chris and and let me go preach the gospel. That's what I want to do. But I am in training as you are. And I'm in training in a different way. I I know to prophesy. I can recognize when a prophetic grace comes in. I know how to deal with an evil spirit. I know how, you know, those things are easy. But when it comes to finances, that's a little harder because I have to overcome that Greek mindset I've been trained with My natural reasoning, and my natural reasoning has, I trust me, gotten me in trouble before. So, (coughs) last night the Lord gave me a dream. I'm not running off with this dream. I'm going to tell you the process (coughs) that I'm going to go through with this dream. Actually, Phil was the first step of the process, and he gave me an important bit of information this morning. I had a dream. How many of you like to interpret dreams? Good. Put on your interpretation hat, please. I dreamt that a stock called Avaya, A-V-A-Y-A, was going to suddenly plummet and become worthless. I was trying to figure out how to earn finances by speculating on the downturn of the stock without triggering suspicion of insider trading. And I decided that when this (coughs) stock took place, it was going to impact the entire stock market, and it would cause another crash. So I called my stockbroker and told him to sell all of my stock and put my earnings into something safe. Then I woke up. Wrote the dream down. If I don't write it down, you know I lose important pieces. The first thing I did, number one, I prayed about it. Father, I need to know what you are telling me. Then I went to Phil. I'd never heard of Avaya. I knew how to spell it, and I, I told Phil I didn't know if it was even a stock. So Phil Googled it. never even occurred to me to Google it. You know, I'm, I'm learning to be more technology-focused. He Googled it, and there is a stock, Avaya stock. It's a, what is it?
5: Technology, a private technology company, communications, worth $5 trillion. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a big
0: boy, wouldn't you say?
5: $5,000 if that is trillion.
0: Right. So God gives me this dream about a stock I know nothing about, didn't even know if it was a stock, and he's told me this thing is going to plummet. Okay, now I know that there's a way to make money when you know a stock is going to plummet. But the problem is timing. That's the problem. I need to know timing. Now, tell me what you would do.
5: Come and ask you. (laughs) 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 The way the Greek
4: mindset works is that you, um, stock markets in this country operate on a 14 day cycle. So transactions will take place today, in actual fact, finalise in 14 days' time. If you know a stock's going down, which I think is called a bear market, the idea is that you sell now and you buy in 10 days' time when the price starts to drop. Mm -hmm. You close the deal on the sale in 14 days' time, and the profit is the difference between what you bought it for after 10 days and what you sell it for after 14
7: that's an important bit of information. Whoa, that's a very that's important the bit stock of
4: information. Does but it it's work? It's a that t- 14 Okay. Every 14 days is the close of a period in the stock market. It's not floating 14 days. So you have to pitch your sale at the first day of the cycle and pitch your purchase on the 10th day of the cycle mm. because it actually takes three days for each transaction yeah. to register.
7: And that's why they say people get in trouble because they don't realize that cycle. That's right because um, I've wondered how you could yeah, do that kind of trading. Right. It's a fixed cycle.
0: Now see that's a bit of information regarding timing yeah. that we've been praying about that. I didn't know anything about that. See the value of sharing with one another? We need each other. You we, you do. Everybody has their bit. That's very good. Thank you, Chris. Now is uh, it the same way in the US? I have no
4: idea. Oh. You are a totally different Oh, right. I like that. <laughs> um, that's Alaska tricky. is a completely different well, world from the US Just one, <laughs> one very good example In this country, if you pay somebody by check Which we spell with a Q-U-E right. and spell with C-K, um, Once a check is cleared Which takes four days in the central clearing system That's it, it's cleared <coughs> Finally, completely, irrevocably right. In the US, it can take 90 days because you have no central clearing system for checks. All your banks are independent mm, and do not have a centralized clearing system, right. system through the Federal Reserve. <coughs> so you can pay a check into a bank and use the dollars, and 90 days later, somebody say, sorry, it's not yours. And you are up the country. Without a battle
0: All right. People they will hold it, it for a that. period of time. They do hold yeah. for a period of time.
4: Like they won't right. let you have the money right so away when you put it in even so, even once they've supposedly cleared it yeah. it's still 90 days before the check has really, really cleared
7: that's scary so the point is it's I different know. it's, it's, a totally well, it's different not kind of related system. to the so, uh, thing, right. how
4: Wall Street and what have you operates I have no idea, yeah. but that's the
5: way our central. Interesting. Yeah, so research right. Right. going back to your dream Mary Yes, sta- dear. I was
2: trying to jot down some points there's a, a stage in it that I missed uh-huh. at the beginning of this fire, plummeting Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work out how to speculate without sort of arousing suspicion. What was the third bit? Next bit.
0: Uh, I fin- I was. I finally decided that the drop was going to uh, impact the entire stock market, causing another crash. So then I decided to have my stockbroker sell all of my stock and put the earnings into something safe.
7: Still want to know what that something safe is. Uh, <laughs> government bonds,
4: guilt, what we call guilt-aged guilt bonds, yeah. which is cash effectively lent to the government. If the government goes broke, the world disappears. Right.
0: Or treasury bonds in the that's US. The,
4: yes, that's, mm-hmm. yes, right.
0: right.
2: So there's a window of time in that sequence right. where right. money can be made, right? but then in your dream, you decide in the end that. Mm-hmm. the that There's got to be a getting out
0: mm-hmm.
2: as well in the dream, right? Which I think it's important just to recognize those stages mm-hmm. and phases good. in it. That's not good. just to jump to the bottom line,
0: right? And that's where I have to rein in and wait, gather wisdom. Like I'm going to call um, a friend of ours who's the president of Wells Fargo Bank in Alaska, and he does a lot of working with stock and he's the one that's been talking to us about things that we needed to do and i'm going to just run it by him i'm going to talk with my stockbroker about it i don't know if he believes in dreams but i'm going to share it with him anyway and just you know gather little bits of information but my prayer is with my prayer group i'm going to ask for that issachar anointing which is timing anointing i need to know timing so i know what to do with the information i gather Right now, I'm in the beginning stages of gathering information on this. And then I need to know the timing to activate. Judith talked about activation. I need to know the timing of, like she needed to know the timing of getting out of her church. And God let her know when the timing was at hand.
7: God gave me a scripture for this time that we are together. I want to throw this into considering this. I'm not making a judgment about the scripture. I'm just going to read the scripture. Um, this is the parable of the talents in Matthew 24, uh, 25, 14. And in verse, uh, you know the story. And the five, you know, invested, made, made five more. And the two invested, made two more. But the one said, I knew you were a fearful, you know, harsh man. And that um, you take back from what's not even been put in. <laughs> and he had a certain mindset which was a natural mindset that uh, and the mindset was corrupted it wasn't a correct mindset that god is harsh because the honest to god truth is he is so for us right he is so good yes. that you know we can have this thing where we're gripped by fear waiting for the other shoe to drop what happens if the stock market crashes you know um but that's not the issue. What happens right. is that our God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Bring it on, Father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the truth is that um, he is a God of abundance. And so uh, this this guy that didn't do anything with his money, like if you're looking at this dream and you take it all out because it's safe, well, he got in trouble for being afraid and taking it out and saying it's safe if I, I'll i just hold on to it and then I'll give it back to him. And, and the admonition was, well, at least you could have put it with the bank and gotten a what percent interest these days, but some percent interest and give it back back to me with interest. So um, then it says, um, that talent was taken away from me. For to everyone who has, more will be given. Mm-hmm and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has, has will be taken away. Now, some years ago, God spoke that scripture to me and said, what I'm talking about here is faith. It's um, if you have faith that God is good, yeah. that he wants to abundantly right. bless you, that he wants to guide you in wise business decisions, even about the stock market, you will operate totally differently than if you think, if I don't do this just right, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, then we get gripped by fear and we, and we go into that natural reasoning and then we do the natural thing that would happen. It may not be the natural thing. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we have to ask, okay, what is the thing that you want done with right. this?
0: Yeah, that's good. Um,
7: and so, because the mindset, he who has, I have. A good Father, I have a God of abundance i have uh, I can move in freedom, I can move in faith i 'm just slapping the table again, huh I can move any way that i I uh, feel like God is directing me. That person has liberty and freedom and can move and do impossible things. take risks, even yeah. see Jesus right. stepped out of that boat and walked on the water because he had a word come. Mm. But he knew Jesus was good. And that's why he said, If it's you, Lord, just bid me come and I'll come. Just Rama me come. That's the word. Just Rama me come. And so uh, he came. And, and in the coming, he, he defied natural law. And there's a natural law that operates in the stock market, too. And I, I and just all of a sudden I realized, oh, that's scripture. Ah, we have to look at that a little bit differently, don't we? Mm-hmm. Because it may not, if we have faith, then he's going to show us what to do with that. And it may not be that we need to be worried about the stock market. Mary and I talked about this before when the stock market crashed badly, um, you know, when the whole worldwide crisis took place. We were in England at that time. Okay. And, yeah, we were in England, and we were with Shaftesbury. Yeah, you guys, it's all your fault. (laughs) And here we were. I didn't even have my bank account numbers. And I'm thinking, what am I supposed to do? This whole thing's falling apart, and here I am. Do you take things out? What do you do? Well, you know, we prayed through the thing, and God, God didn't say a word, did he? He didn't tell us what to do. So we didn't do anything. Well, you know, it's turned out just great. Um now we're back over here again and right before we came God gave me a dream Mm -hmm. and in this dream I was in an airport I was with others that were going to be flying out and um, to go home from where we'd been ministering overseas and a crisis took place and we couldn't get home we couldn't take the flight and I said to Mary rats that was tough last time we were in England when that thing was all crashing and here we're going again there are some prophetic words that are talking about a crash at the end of May. And we're going to go. And I was thinking, oh, well, we'll be with our family. you know, We'll stay with Heather. We'll stay with Clive and Sue. It's not any big deal. Then I realized, oh, we're going on to France and we're going to be where we know no one. <laughs> and it could be there. So if you have a knowledge of the goodness and the care and the love of God, you're free. Right. Because you've given it all to him. And if all of it crashes um and he wants to put a million dollars in my bank account, he'll just put a million dollars in my bank account. Yeah, yeah. If I do everything I do and try to get out of this and sell and get into a safe place, it may not be safe at all if it's natural reasoning. It really does have to be that we have bought oil from him we have we have We have bought a standing with him. Where we believe that He is going to supply our needs, and so I just throw that piece into that mix. Mm, that's good. Mm.
0: Does anyone else have something they'd like to share regarding this? Actions to be taken, prayers to be prayed, Ramo word to be spoken. How does it make you feel?
5: Go on, bunny. Still confused by
6: how yeah. Yeah, I tend to
1: think
6: with what Judith was saying, you know, that it's, if you don't do, if you do the safe option, you know, is that, that's your natural reasoning, because that's what everybody wants to do, the safe option, you know, my business, we take the safe option, we do the comfort zone every time, and let's see a client this week, completely out of our comfort zone so out of our comfort zone it's untrue um and i think how am i going to do this but i found a new operations director and his forte is that process and if i hadn't have looked for him or had that conversation i wouldn't have even dreamed of going to see the, the client it's out of the comfort zone and that's what i think you're being told out of your comfort zone, whether it is that particular company, only you'll know what you're doing with your own money. But it's, I think you're being told to, to don't just take that safe option. You know, we're all in at the moment, the way the economy is and the way businesses are driving is you can't sit in your comfort zone. You have to do, you have to think well, you don't you have to ask for him to give you the thing
7: when you sat down when we first sat down all together i looked over at you and i said to mary whoa the presence of god is all over that body look at that i want you to know that he is bubbling up on the inside of you with uh with his presence with his ideas with his uh wisdom with discretion, Amen. he is really, he really has his hand on you, Bonnie. It's beautiful to see that. Hallelujah.
0: I also believe that God is going to unfold business opportunities in the midst of a downturn, and even ministry opportunities in where we would be tempted to pull back. Uh, I shared a testimony last night regarding our ministry that um, the Anchorage Convention and Visitors Bureau has voted Windwalkers International as their um, meeting champions, and they've made available to us this huge uh, convention center. It seats 8,000 people for our next conference in May of next year, May 2012. This is a huge undertaking, and I had been thinking, Bonnie, I'm not sure I should step out with this big of a a conference when the economy is turning down. And maybe I shouldn't be doing this quite on this scale. I mean, we're, we're looking at 5,000 people coming in, which is huge for Alaska. A, a thousand is a huge conference for Alaska. And there's an outlay of hundreds of thousands of dollars here, which we do not have, And I was pondering this when I got the email last night that the (laughs) Convention Bureau is going to offer uh, free advertising. Well, I'm over here. The photo op is while I'm over here. But one of the gals on my board is Eskimo, and she and her husband are going to do the photo op for us, a photo shoot for us with their full regalia. And it looks like an opportunity, but it's also a big risk. And so I appreciate your comments. Thank you very, very much for that.
9: Just um, give me like a scripture to read. This is one of my favorite ones because you know you're, you're aware of your own mind, but it's very hard to be aware of your spirit sort of thing. But this particular scripture, Isaiah 55, is, is one of the few times where I'm very aware of my spirit because it's one of those things that really confuses the mind, but you can feel your spirit going, yes, yeah. It says, um, "Come, all of you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money, without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what is not what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Hear me." That your soul may live and i will make you an everlasting covenant with you mm. i love that
1: yeah. Yeah.
9: That's But the minds say well oh, how can you buy and eat all these things <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> if you haven't got any money yeah but god's saying come on do it yeah, yeah. but uh, there's something inside that you can really feel your spirit saying yeah that's right Absolutely.
7: yeah it's like those uh, disciples that were in the boat they didn't have any bread misunderstood what Jesus was talking about. <laughs> yeah. He mm. said, you what, yeah. what, what just happened? You <laughs> no, didn't yeah. have enough to feed these people, but yeah. I could make enough to feed these people. Oh, yeah. God, I'm oh, yeah. praying. That I felt like today there was going to be an impartation for all of us to have our mindsets opened mm. up. Yeah. And that's it, isn't it? You mm. to have that mm. mindset opened up.
1: Yeah. How
7: many baskets were left over? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Not, he doesn't have any shortage, does he? Absolutely.
0: Questions
5: or comments before we pray? Uh,
3: yeah, uh, the first that came to mind was, um, to do with your dream, was that, uh, you know, unless a seed falls to the ground, and in um, 1 Corinthians, I think it's 15, it's, you know, someone may ask, you know, how can the dead be raised? You know, that's a, you know, talk about the thought mindset thing. You know, how can, you know, the resurrection, how can the dead be alive again or whatever? And it was it was just... Uh, you know, something to do with something dying, you know, one way, and mm-hmm. I can't remember the rest of the verse. Uh, it's to do with the seeds, so though.
5: Yeah, that's
3: it. So that, that was my yes, thought. Dear, thank, you. thank you so much, on the back. to lose but yeah. you know it's mm. I would advise no one to play you yeah. know, to lose but
5: mm. that, <coughs> that may be the mm. game what was the
2: overall feeling at the end mm. of the dream Mary
0: well I had a very good feeling I was very glad to I felt it was revelation from the Lord yeah mm. so I felt good about that I could hardly wait to tell Phil and Heather and you. I felt it was because it came this morning, and I haven't had a dream in quite some time, and we're meeting with people who are involved in business. Mm. So I felt that was appropriate. And God is timely
6: about these I'm really things.
2: encouraged about that, because it's stuff that we've batted around. We've talked about these things, haven't we, Alex? Mm-hmm. And prayed about them, haven't we, Ian? And, mm-hmm. and, and then pondered and had false starts and not really gone with it as much as we might have or would have hoped to have seen, but I think the very fact that God has sent that dream last night is a catalyst again, to say, don't put that to one side. This is actually the way he's going to lead us. We will keep chugging away with the things that we do naturally, but the actual answer for ongoing survival and prospering will come through following these unusual things. And I think we've got a choice. We've got a choice. We don't have to act on it if we don't want to. Right. But he's giving opportunity to say, if you want to, you can try. Start mm-hmm. try to <coughs> test me in this, you know, and, and see. So,
7: yeah, that's good. If this were timing, and um, this bank president that Mary mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, he says you've got to watch for the timing in these revelations. And he's quite an intercessor, and God speaks to him very amazingly about money matters. And um, and he has made a lot of money in this uh, in this time. if you watched that stock now until you saw it plummeting, would that be the time indicator? Okay, take my money out of the stock market. Just curious.
1: Hmm.
7: You know, is that a and what do they call that? Bellwether where you you, you know, you look at that and you say, Okay, here's the key. Now if that one goes, I'll know the timing. Because otherwise, mm. what do you do with money? Yeah. Put it under your mattress? Where do you put it? Right, you can't you know, do that. Invest it in the kingdom? To if God. Seek Him.
5: Seek right. him and inquire of the Lord again for, right. for, the, for the details of what to do. I had two thoughts on it. One, one was, I think it's going to be slightly more imminent than I originally thought. <laughs> I thought it was just kind of one of those things that get sewn in there and then you come back at it like a few months later and say oh yeah that was that that was good wasn't it that kind of confirms sort of things but i have got a feeling combining the two dreams there i wonder whether something is going to happen on this trip yeah you know um mm. so it's going to be a little bit closer uh, than we think the second thing was i was wondering about the guys down in phoenix and whether there was something to report back to them Say we've had this dream in some way. I don't know when that's going to happen or anything.
0: Interesting, uh, but in a way,
5: I I was. What made me think of that was when John Wimber and Paul Kane met together. They, 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 Paul Kane, phoned him and said, uh, "Come and meet me in this thing." And there's going to be an earthquake at kind of five past ten or something. And of course they get together, and sure enough, there is like this earthquake in the city at that time. And so then really comes and listens and tune in and there's a bonding that happens at that moment. I just wonder whether this may be a little bit of a sign to go mm. to your and maybe they'll be able to use it and to really mm. Mm. release. Good. Just a Felix. thought. I, I'm not saying that is from God. But uh, Nick Castellanos oh, okay. and his team.
2: <coughs> just like Hayley to see what she looked up about
8: to with. Well, them. three quarters of the shares are owned by institutions. And they're being sold by the Bank of New York. So I'd be watching the Bank of New York and see what's happening to the Bank of New York. Because if the Bank of New York are selling the shares and there's a problem with the Bank of New York, they've already got a zero dividend forecast
1: mm-hmm.
8: for the. Is it Avea? Is that how it's pronounced? According to Google, I mean, it's only Google, but mm. if, if there's a problem with the Bank of New York and they're doing the share transactions, it could drag it with it.
5: That is interesting. That is interesting because the banking system is still not secure. No, they are it is still tenuous and if it is a bank that is it's not actually. Broker. That's the, the thing that is so annoying about this thing. You know that that technology company may be doing brilliantly, but if yeah. someone like yeah. a big institution starts bailing out and yeah. selling them, they start right. going down. It can wreck yeah. that company, yeah. and nothing to do with the company at all, but actually to do with the institution that's uh, selling. Yeah, because.
0: So the Bank of New York is worth selling of AI stock. Yeah. Sell
5: the They're <laughs>
4: acting as the broker then. Mm. Oh, the yeah, broker. yeah. It's yeah. a, fl- a flotation. Key piece yeah. Of yeah. yeah, very good. Flotation very good. broker.
0: Boy, I like that. All right, you guys, you're painting a picture.
4: But this happens. I mean, in the late eighties, early nineties, there was a, a dip in this country. A lot of companies went to the wall that were profitable right. because of cash flow, because banks would not release funds. Right. Mm. So,
6: so It. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all how people perceive. You can have a really good company, but if the bank is bailing out, well, that's going to cause a ripple. Yeah. Because if right. a bank yeah. loses its confidence in a company, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. Right, yeah. you know, they might, the bank just might be having
8: issues and need its money back. Exactly. So yeah, that's you it. Know, so nothing like this is to do with the
6: company, but it's all to do with perceptions and is yeah. Human nature uses its natural thinking to make judgments and decisions based on the facts that media pump out. You know, we talked ourselves into a recession. Yeah. There were things That's in there that were not helping, mm. but we were full blown into a recession. We had no need to be there. No. Just because no. no. you guys have knelt down. <laughs> yes, it did affect us in a big way. But it didn't need to affect
7: a lot of the things it no, did. Right. It. Because... Like the run of the bay. Yeah. That's right. right.
0: Yeah. We were there when that yeah, happened. We were here oh, when that happened too. Useful, <laughs> and that's yeah.
4: the what time you are, are you leaving? leaving? <laughs> 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 please, please go now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that dream was about this trip. Is yeah.
7: Plastic elastic
8: example okay. of... Uh, I mean, I used to work for BP. BP used to be one of my clients. Mm. And they used to pump a million pounds into education mm-hmm. in schools. Right. That was what they did, and they did it purely to make themselves seem to the consumers of the future yeah. that they were a green Good company. company. Right. Now, two years ago, Marketing Week did a survey of the greenest companies in the UK, and BP was on that list
7: because of the perception. Because of
8: the perception. Now, BP is an oil company
7: for goodness' yeah. sake. It's yeah. not <laughs> a green <laughs> company. Right. Nothing green there. But
8: we were given a million pounds a year make that perception Mm. and actually if you'd have had the dream about the BP stock you'd have gone what? it's BP but then you have this great big oil spill issue and BP stocks just go
0: right Mm. yeah right overnight Mm. overnight sure
8: because Obama was linking it to British petroleum in fact most of the Mm. shares are owned by Americans Mm.
0: Mm. that's interesting
8: and he was I think he was using it He's very skilled at that, yeah. very but, sly. But the fact is, it's actually, you wouldn't have ever bet against BP. Right, oh. no.
7: Mm. BP's so huge right. in Alaska, they've poured so much in that there is a positive uh, attitude. There. They've bought a perception there for certain, haven't they?
0: Right, that's not really reality. Yeah.
5: yeah. Uh, I'm conscious that people might need to get away. Oh, and, yes. And do stuff. Do we want to pray before? Yes, yes
0: we would like to lay hands upon you and pray for your eyes of the Spirit to open so that you will begin to function more with that Hebraic godly mindset of revelation combined with the wisdom God has already given you in the business realm. Because I think the two together are dynamite and are necessary for where we are going.
7: Right. And then those of you who don't have to leave... We'd like you to lay your hands on us oh. and pray for our mindsets Very good. as well. Okay. All right. It's a plan.
0: Good. Okay. All right. <coughs> yes. Do you need to turn the the this board off or you want to leave it on? Yes. 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 I'm just okay.
6: Recording. Okay. <laughs> There's no
2: way I we're going to get that down. Who I has to go, go imminently? Because we could start with who has to go
1: imminently. Who,
5: who does to have to leave? Go. I've
6: got to, to get go. Johnny okay. first. Pay. Yeah. sort my men out. Get some money. Lay hands upon
0: you. God has sent us here to remove blockages, and so therefore he's given us a grace for that during this period while we're here. So that's why we're laying hands on and praying for the removal of any blockage that would hinder that revelation anointing.
7: Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you for uh, bodies. Trust in you, you have had her in circumstances right uh, recently where she has had to make decisions and make right. choices to put her, her trust in you and not just um not just her mind but she's had to put her heart on the line uh, and we just thank you for guarding her heart right. out of it are the issues of life. Give her a grace to guard her heart and Father, thank you that. Um, You've said that we can have the mind of Christ, that you are renewing our minds. And so we ask you to take any blocks out of her thinking, anything that would cause her to think uh, in a natural realm when you want to reveal something supernaturally. We ask that that would fall and that uh, what would be exalted would be her trust in you, her intimate Uh, uh, relationship with you, her ability to hear your voice and to see and see quickly. Oh, thank you, Father. Well,
0: Bonnie, I do see you stepping into larger footsteps. I actually see a giant footstep in front of you that's far bigger than your own shoe. But God is telling you to step out. But it feels, um, it doesn't feel solid to you. But God says, if you'll take that step, that large step, that you'll find that he will increase your understanding the, uh, your footing. He'll increase it to where it fits that which he's moving
7: you into. Uh, that just give me the book of Esther. I would encourage you to read the book of Esther and um, here she is. She has no power on her own mm-hmm. she's this little orphan girl but she gets positioned in the most amazing way that, to deliver a people right. and it was a huge step wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so she had to say if I die I die You know, if I perish, I perish. But uh, nevertheless, you know, I'm going to step forward. And it was a big step forward. That was an enormous step Mm -hmm. for her to even come into the presence of the king. That scepter is fully extended to you, Bonnie. And you can step into him with confidence. Mm -hmm. And he's going to give you... Uh, an o- unfolding of a plan. And I want to say that it's not going to be like you step and all of a sudden the whole thing is before you. Yeah. But, but literally, the pieces are just going to unfold piece by piece so that you're able to handle them and walk out in faith in those areas that God has for you. So study that book of Esther. Yeah.
5: yeah. Very good. Thank, mm. you. <coughs> Very good Thank you. Amen. Blessed
6: in your payrolls. Amen. Yeah. We've gone to monthly payroll. Oh, 17 little men on the shop floor don't understand. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Are you in a rush, Amy? A bit, yeah. Right, So, in you in rush. Thank you. And you. Yeah. And mm. you travel safe. Good luck.
1: <laughs> i uh, oh It'll be pleasant. the Hallelujah.
0: Well, uh, there is really a depth of wisdom in you, Haley, that uh, God has been training you for many years in many aspects of business and finance and. Uh, doors have opened that you've stepped through. But you're a very cautious person. You, you sift things through. You're careful about the decisions that you make. But because God has granted you understanding on a broad scale the decisions you make, God has already gone ahead of you and prepared the results for you. Uh, he wants to move you more and more into revelation to lead you with all of the wisdom that you have. Uh, you've reached a certain point in your growth. But in order to move into a deeper revelation of, or a deeper um, grasp of your destiny, it's going to require revelation from Him. Because He wants to lead you in some areas that you're not real comfortable with at this point, and it's out of your comfort zone. However, God is there with the Word, the Rama of God, and He wants to unlock your understanding in that. Your understanding and your pursuit of him or your pursuit of your own destiny has had to do with business and finance and economics and administration. But he's going to um, begin to unlock a different side of your uh, makeup to where you can be led by the spirit, even with all of this training that you've had so far. It's that one ingredient
7: of being spirit-led that's necessary now. Mm -hmm. Um, God will give you circumstances. I saw um, King David, and he first had a battle with the lion, or the bear, whichever one came first, lion, the bear, and then Goliath. And I I believe if you go back and just look at that, it's going to bring some encouragement to you, because you're going to take one battle, you're going to take the bigger battle, then there's the big battle. And I just saw its faith increasing in each one of those steps for you. God has put a warfare on the inside of you, my dear. It is lovely. Uh, there's something so encouraging when you see the fire of God come up on the inside and the courage come out like that. And you won't have any trouble running at the Goliath and, and you know slaying that, that big obstacle. And God is just saying, this is the time where obstacles will come up, but each one will come according to the size of your faith you'll overcome. The size of your faith you'll overcome. Then the one that would look impossible from this perspective won't be impossible from that perspective. So he really is doing something on the inside of you to train you in courage, train you in spiritual warfare. Mm. It is about spiritual warfare. The weapons of your warfare aren't carnal. They're not natural. But they're mighty through God to pulling down these strongholds, these obstacles that are coming up. I don't know um, whether they're all business. Some of them, I believe, are personal. And you step into that situation and believe God, and he's going to bring such increase in you that you're going to be very valuable as a voice to speak for other people, where they say, I don't know what to do about this situation. And you say, well, let me tell you what happened with me. And, you know, you're... Going to be trained through Mary used that word training, and I saw you like a runner, decked out in running gear, and you were full. You were fully being trained as you were running, and uh, God's going to give you the victory. Amen. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we lay hands upon her in simple faith, and remove the blockages that have hindered her spiritual thinking and seeing. We remove those blinders that have caused her uh, spiritual sight to be dull. And we even call now for the wind of the spirit to blow away that smoke screen so that she will see and have revelation regarding the decisions that she needs to make in her life.
7: Yeah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You know, he's really good to deal individually and then to deal corporately. Mm -hmm. And he's going to deal with a situation in your heart uh, that has to do with trust. That's why I'm saying it's not all about business. Um, Because it's going to uh, be what bumps you up into faith instead of that cautious, the same way, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) look at it from every side. Uh, But it's going to take you through personally so that you can take other people through corporately. It's really important to have that understanding. So when it hits you about a personal issue, don't feel overwhelmed with the emotion of it. Mm. Um, rather, realize, ah, okay, you're training me in this situation to, to trust, and you're going to give me the victory. Now I'm going to have the goods to give corporately for others. Amen.
6: Cool. Amen.
7: It's good Amen. To have you.
5: It's just...
4: Oh, now we're just going... to line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got to go oh. reasonably soon. Okay, okay. Close. Sorry.
1: We'll be back.
7: I just want to say, Chris, um, what a delight it is to see... You.
1: Uh, what
7: a delight it is to see a man who's committed himself to the Lord. Uh, who has given every aspect of his life into the hands of the Lord. It's like um, there aren't a bunch of tethers on you. Sometimes if we don't give ourselves into the hands of the Lord, we're tethered with fear or tethered with um, uh, involvements, you know, distractions of life and so forth. And I just don't have that sense with you at all. I sense a peace and a rest. I'm not talking about the frustration of, oh, I've got to get this done on a certain deadline. I'm not talking yeah. about that. You know deep down in your inner being that you have a peace with God, even if you've got all the stuff that you know has to be done at the last minute. That's really not the issue because you've got that solid uh, place with the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Chris, we just lay hands upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we remove the blockages that have been established by the enemy of your soul and that uh, focus on the Greek mindset. But we release a new flood of the Holy Ghost to bathe your mind with supernatural revelation, dreams, visions, and guidance that it will become keener in the days ahead than it has been in the days past. For by the miracle of the wind of the Spirit, your mind is being renewed daily. And today God is removing some blockages and moving you into new revelation.
7: You know, Chris, the Lord is uh, going to open up a screen for you. I mean, literally, you're going to see something on a global scale. And you're going to see a piece here, a piece there, a piece there. And you're going to know what that indicates and what's going to come next. This is really very important, gifting from God. It's a strategic level thinking. And so he wants you to be, um, you know, you don't usually tell people this. You tell them to get in the Word, get in the Word. But I believe he wants you to watch the global scene. He wants mm-hmm. you to watch the news and be, you know, really tuned in to what's going on. And you're going to see that, that, that. And you're going to go, say, okay, now here's what's coming it 's going to be really important for the whole group mm-hmm. <coughs> that you're able to to mm-hmm. speak into that um, He says he's going to give some wise counselors strategy, mm-hmm. and you 're one of those wise counselors and he's going to give you business strategy, financial mm-hmm. understanding patterns, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be very helpful to keep people steady. Mm-hmm. Because they'll look at one thing and then they'll go rocketing off about that, or they'll look at another. And but you say, no, 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 look at this and this and this. And so you don't. This is what's going to happen. And I believe you're going to speak words of wisdom and counsel to people that put them in a real, uh, stable, safe place in their hearts, so they're not uh, ricocheting off of every uh, circumstance. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you.
7: Wisdom and counsel. Amen.
0: Amen. That's
1: good.
3: <laughs>
7: this is young Alex. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, Alex, oh, gosh, yeah. as opposed to old Alex. Yay. Yeah, It's not much older. <laughs> I like the
1: young Alex. One. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Father, in simple obedience to your word, we lay hands upon Alex And we remove the blockages that have hindered his thinking and remove the blockages actually that hindered him from moving by his spirit and his heart. And we pray right now that there will be a new connect with his heart, that he'll learn how to function out of the moving of the spirit in his heart and that God would cause a new sensitivity to come to him in the realm of thinking And the way he processes, that he'll hold steady until he hears that still small voice of the Lord and learns to trust it. In Jesus' name, I pray for new trust to come in, new understanding, new revelation. And the wisdom to know what to do with what he is discerning. I also pray for counselors, wise counselors around him that will hold him steady while this revelation is unfolding and he's learning the language of the Spirit for himself.
7: Um, Alex, I saw a line over here, which is the now. Mm -hmm. And I saw a line over here, and you were standing behind this line. And you were looking over at that other line, and you wanted to be over on that other line. But you weren't sure you were invited in. Mm-hmm. And um, I, this is a very emotional thing. I can, this, is, this is getting into private areas of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so God is going into your heart right now, and he's doing some softening, and he's doing some uh, shifting of understanding in your heart. Because on the other side of that line, I saw Jesus standing, and he was just beckoning you. He's just saying, come on over here. Come come on over here. It's not that you're doing something wrong. It's not a rebuke, what I'm saying at all. It's an invitation to come into a new place with the Lord. And um, it's a healing uh, for your heart. And, And many of us have gone through this kind of healing. Where We weren't quite sure we were welcome. We weren't quite sure we had a place uh, That we belonged And uh, he says you belong to him And you know uh, again that little uh, Illustration of Peter on the water bid Mm me bid me to come He's over there bidding you to come and uh, and literally you're going to step across the divide you it's it's like, you know, they have these little things you can put on your feet so you can walk on water. I don't know if you've ever heard of a little surfboardy like thing so you can walk on water. And I saw your feet like that. He's just said, come on, I'll put this stuff on your feet so you'll be able to walk on over here because you belong to me. And I just want you in the now with me. It's all about a healing of your heart. And I've had my heart healed that way. And it whoa, it's just so nice. Yeah. So, Father... I agree that you'll open up any blockages in the heart, any way that his heart has been bruised, Father, that you uh, would put your soothing balm of Gilead on it. Uh, This doesn't have to do with perfection, and it doesn't have to do with failure. Mm. It doesn't have to do with really hard expectations Mm. that have been put upon you. It has to do with, I'll equip you. Mm. Come on. Amen. And, oh, wow, is the love of God profound Amen. for you, my friend Alex, Amen. profound Amen. for you. And um, it really won't much matter about what the next step is. It really only matters that you get to be embraced by him. That's that's what you're the key to everything right now is just go ahead. He's been bidding you to come and step into that embrace. Okay. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Dave, yeah. we take a lot of, you know, ownership. <laughs> we do. Our Dave. Uh, sorry, Dave. we possessive, cheeky Americans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean. well, well, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, because you bid us come, you sent us to remove blockages, Lord. Therefore, by faith in what you have said, we remove a blockage from Dave's mind and the covering over his eyes has to go in Jesus' name that his sight and his understanding would become keener than ever before. And Father, I just pray for him the scripture in Luke 24 where Jesus touched their minds that they might understand the scripture. And also, the one where earlier in the chapter they broke bread and their eyes were opened and they saw Jesus. They recognized him. Therefore, I pray for Dave's eyes to be opened and his mind to understand the things of the Spirit.
7: Amen. Mary was talking about light when we started today. Mm-hmm. And I saw. Uh, you know how sometimes you read the scripture and it seems like he's highlighting in bold yellow mm-hmm. and you go, Whoa, oh, I get it. You know, yeah. I get it. Well, I saw him highlighting a ledger like that and it, uh, he, it was highlighting numbers and there was some kind of correspondence between the numbers and you had wisdom to come to you just like that where you knew, Okay, I see what's missing here. Yeah. And it's just an understanding. Yeah. But... I also saw the Word of God laid out before you because you have so given yourself to Him and so desire to have that revelation. And so He's promising it to you the way that you're asking. But I'm also seeing the underlining in the Scripture. I'm seeing that He's bringing more and more increase to you in the Word of God. And it's not like, here's business and here's the Christian stuff. It's like, here's the kingdom, and business is just a part of the kingdom. And the scripture and all the principles of God are just a part of the kingdom. And it's not a dualism. It's not a separating out. And it's really important not to get that mindset. You know, here's church and here's business. No, this is our reasonable service, right? This is our reasonable service is that we let our minds be renewed and that we worship him that means it's just we just live in every area kingdom living and so father i just thank you that you're bringing this revelation you're bringing this light and you're i don't know meshing together the spiritual world and the natural world so that all of what you've given in in this natural world uh, will operate well because of the revelation of the spiritual world, and it'll just be uh, it'll be, be kingdom stuff that Dave's looking at—just kingdom stuff, Amen. building the kingdom, building the kingdom. You're such a man of the heart. You've opened your heart up really marvelously. We th- we just thank God for that, Dave. Amen. 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 Here.
6: This must be old Alex.
7: This is
0: this is our old Alex. <laughs> Whoa, well, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we lay hands upon our brother and we speak to his eyes, the eyes of his spirit, open in the name of Jesus Christ, and we speak to his mind, the mind of Christ, and we say, function fully in the name of Jesus. And we speak to his understanding. Be touched by the hand of God now and let greater understanding and wisdom come. Even um, God has given you, has given you not just words of knowledge, but he's given you words of wisdom. The words of wisdom is going to increase more and more, Alex. And God's going to show you what to do and when to do it. Uh, There's a certain waiting on the Lord that's necessary. uh, That For me, that was a very difficult thing to learn because i tended to be more impulsive but the lord says if you will wait on him and listen with your heart deep in here the way that he's trained you to listen and you're going to hear his instruction that's still small voice that will give you guidance in that hour of need
7: There's something in you that really likes to be prepared you like to have things lined out um, and god says i do too and so I saw a backpack on your back, and he was putting in your backpack uh, the things that you needed so that you always had supplied what it was you needed. And every bit of it had to do with faith. Hmm. It wasn't about, I need to have a pencil. I need to have my uh, iPhone and my computer. and I. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that at all. It was like all, he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness, hmm. And he's just putting those things in your backpack. And he wants you to know that all you have to do is reach into the backpack in a circumstance. he, he He's not going to have your mind confounded. He's not going to have you at a loss or ill-prepared. He is simply going to put it in the backpack ahead of time. And when you reach in, it'll be there. This is really important somehow. Because otherwise you could get tense on the inside and really want it to, Try to make it line better. up and mm-hmm. yeah uh and, and nothing ever lines up that's the truth but he wants to settle in your heart you've got everything that pertains to life and godliness you've got it in your backpack huh? here's what i need for this minute Ah, uh, no i'm not caught off guard here's what i need for this minute it's really a comfort that god is speaking to you and i just want to take authority over any fear in the name of the lord jesus christ Any uh, just uncertainty, I I just take authority over that. And I thank you for the convincing power of the Spirit of God, convincing him that you are the comforter, supplier, teacher. You're the director. You're the one who said this is the way, walk in it. You're the one that supplies uh, the weapons that he needs to war with. You're the one that gives him everything that pertains to life and godliness, even good character. And just thank you for that, Father, that you are settling this deeply in his heart. Right. Alex, you are more than able to handle any
0: situation that arises. Because it's just like Judith says, the answer is already there. And he's already given it to you. You just need to recognize it. And he'll cause that recognition to come again and again and again as you wait on him.
7: Does that make sense to you, Alex? (coughs) A little bit. (laughs) Okay. He'll he'll That's settle good. it in. A little bit is good. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Don't have to understand the whole thing. Meditate on it.
7: <clears throat> this is an Ian. Yes. Ian number one. Young Ian. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs>
0: yes. Young Ian. Oh, oh. Hallelujah.
1: Thank you, Father.
0: Oh. Hallelujah. And simple faith, Judith and I lay hands upon Ian. And by faith in what you have directed us to do, we remove any blockages, any blinders, and that which has hindered him, even that uh, I see a um, a snare around your foot that God is removing in that 's caused you to uh, have difficulty running in the way the things of the spirit. But the Lord says he's going to remove that snare and cause a new running in the Holy Ghost. You're going to have a quick insight into the right response needed in certain situations. And he's going to unlock to you a real understanding of the way the spirit functions for you, which is not the same as how it functions with everyone else, but for you. And he's going to cause recognition to come in and he's going to teach you a language it's a language of the holy ghost that he's going to unlock for you and you'll suddenly understand oh this means that and then you'll already know what to do when that situation arises and it's really a precious guidance by the holy ghost that he wants to have built into you so that you're not um stumbling around in the dark you know sometimes it feels like things are so intangible you can't lay hold of it The things of the Spirit are many times that way. But he's always going to give you that next step. He'll always show you the next thing that you need to do, even if you don't understand way down the line. But I believe he is going to give you the sight way down the line (coughs) as you mature in this because it's a prophetic grace that he wants to impart to you and a prophetic grace with business, a prophetic grace with um, actually natural events, but um, couched in prophetic understanding of what's coming and it's important for certain people in the body of christ to have an understanding of what's coming but i'm going to pray for god to give you some timing issues as well because sometimes when you're prophetic it feels like it's right here i mean you're going to bump into it any minute when it actually may be years or months down the line and so i'm going to pray for you to have more of an understanding of that prophetic uh timing hallelujah Father, I just pray right now that you would unlock the Issachar anointing for Ian and grant him wisdom regarding timing, that he will know when something is imminent and he will know when something is being delayed. Uh, that he will have a keener recognition of that. And Father, I pray that he will also understand the language of the Spirit for his own personal walk with you. And Father, I pray that you will deepen that walk that uh, Ian has with you, that he will fall deeper in love with you and will embrace the concepts of the uh, prophetic realm of the kingdom and will begin to mature in this area in Jesus' name.
7: Mm. Ian I saw something so similar. Uh, I saw a chessboard, and you were the chess master. You were sitting at the chessboard, and I was thinking about that Russian guy. Couldn't remember his name. That was uh, you know such a master in chess. Mm. Ah, yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, but he could. He I think you know he'd be like 14 moves ahead, and that's what I saw about you. Mm. Is there's a certain wisdom that God's giving you, but you You can't get it you, you want to get it, but it, you get all wrapped up in the anxiety of it or the the kind of intensity of it. but what you have to do is you just have to sit back and relax, and I saw you becoming a receiver, so that God was saying, "Okay, now here's what's going to happen first, then this, then this, then this, so he's laying the thing out. You're getting intense about it just gets you all wrapped up into step three and you can't get past that step. So receiving means that you, um, it's hard sometimes for guys. Uh, uh, It's easier for women sometimes to be receivers. Mm -hmm. But God is not a respecter of persons. And so he's going to pour out this love that is going to melt your heart and you're going to go, oh, my gosh, I just love this. I love God. Just pouring his love out on me, and then as you relax into that place with him, um, it's like he's kind of your partner. He's your chess uh, guide, mm-hmm. and he will speak those moves ahead. It's really important. This is—I see this as strategic. I see it more than just with your business. I see it kind of national, and um, you know, like a representing a nation and. Uh, he will cause these connections to come very clear, and and you will uh, you will give glory to God. You mm-hmm. will be one where people go, how nobody could do that, mm-hmm. nobody could think like that, and you will say, "Well, it's God. Mm-hmm. It's because God mm-hmm. has made these divine connections in my mind." And so, Father, I just mm-hmm. thank you that every bit of the tension goes right now. In Jesus' name, that little bit of anxiety, that little bit of uh, frustration at not being able to see beyond level three, it goes in Jesus' name. Because what you're doing is you're convincing Ian that you will surely show him all levels that he needs to know. It's just relaxing. Uh, Father, thank you so much for that. Ceasing from his own labors and entering into rest so that it will just easily come to him. And uh, it's, I just want to declare over you, Ian, a wise man. Amen. You are a wise man. Amen. And God will give you um, not only words of knowledge about things that are going to happen, but he'll give you a word of wisdom uh, because he calls you a wise man. And we amen. bless that wisdom in him, Father, yes, and amen, thank you Father. for all, Ian. Amen. 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 Yeah. Ian, number
0: two. Yeah, that's better than old. Yeah, better than old Ian. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Whoa, Father! Just in simple faith, we lay hands upon Ian. And out of the abundance that you've given us, out of that well you've given us, we just impart to our brother new sight in the Spirit, new understanding in the Spirit, a removal of the perception that has hindered, and a keen understanding of the mind of Christ and the activity of the Lord in natural events. We bless Ian with this. We pray for him in this. In Jesus' name. Thank
7: you, Lord. <laughs> the Lord just said He doesn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So if the if the baby is that He's given you a good mind, He doesn't throw that out, you know, with the bathwater. You don't lose the benefits of that good mind, that uh, clear, crystal, clear thinking. Like firing, I don't know, it's like one firing pin, it fires another, fires another, fires another. And I just want to declare over you that you're going to have quicker reaction time in your thinking processes. Quicker um, uh, understanding of how things um, relate, connect. And um, and I I see that God's going to use you in this season in your life. You already do inventions?
9: Doing what?
1: Inventions?
7: Uh-huh. Do you, um, do you, uh, well, anyway, I just see you coming up with little ideas. And this is a light of of a God on your mind. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have the ability to see how things work. And it, it's, I, I don't mean necessarily that you're going to, you know, take an invention from the, mm-hmm. the idea all the way into its production. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be a, an idea generator. Mm-hmm. An idea Mm -hmm. generator, and some of these young guys are going to take a hold of these ideas, and they're going to do something with them that the the way their minds operate is made to deal with and and bring into activation. God really wants that sparking released in you uh, of generation of ideas. Mm -hmm. So, Father, any blockage to that, uh, we just ask you to remove in Jesus' name. Any, uh, and Father, thank you for this good mind, and thank you for good understanding. And thank you for a person who is not selfish, mm. uh, a person who won't cling to ideas, mm. but will generously share ideas because he cares more about the kingdom being built than he cares about being a rich man. Mm. I just thank you for that place where he is with you, Father, and how you're going to use him Amen. connecting Amen. these ideas and firing and generating them. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Thank you, thank you, Father. Amen.
0: Right.
1: We'll
0: this round. is our Ben mm-hmm. oh Ben yes. mm. Hallelujah Father we just lay hands upon our brother Ben in the name of Jesus Christ and I pray right now that the renewal of your mind would increase and accelerate that that which God has already planted in you would flourish and bloom. Even um, Have you seen those time-release photography where they'll zero in on a flower, a bud, mm. and all of a sudden it just quickly opens into a full flower? That's what I see God doing with your understanding. That which had been in bud form, because of the waiting on the Lord, the presence of God is going to cause it to suddenly flourish into full Bloom and ideas that have been in seed form is they're going to also come to full bloom as when the spirit of the Lord sheds his light upon it. there's a certain waiting in his presence. see I, I see lots of seeds in in you, lots of ideas, lots of concepts that you've pondered in your heart, but mm-hmm. the Lord's going to zero in on yeah. one of those and start it's going to start to take shape and form and bloom. And then he'll zero in on a different one, and the same thing will happen. There's going to be a new budding of uh, new revelation uh, unfolding of revelation. You already have the seeds of it, but God's going to unfold it to where you really understand it, and you can see the full picture mm-hmm. rather than just this little tightly woven bud and seed that doesn't really uh, isn't really functional yet. Because the seed isn't functional until it does fall into the ground, die, and bear much fruit, and then it's functional. Then you can eat the fruit, you can sell the fruit, you can do all kinds of things with it. But the seed is not uh, in that functional stage, stage. it's just the beginning stage. So I see that God's planted a lot of seeds in you that he wants to start to cause quick growth in. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take generations.
7: I saw a sweeping out of the room, and it was the, uh, your being. Uh, and I saw the Holy Spirit was the one who had the broom, and he was just, he just was sweeping out. There was a lot of stuff around. Um, I think it has to do with what Mary was saying, with all the ideas and things like that. Just a lot of stuff. And, boy, he cleaned this floor until there wasn't a thing on it. And then I saw one thing, and I saw that thing. Get your full focus like that, mm-hmm. and um, and it it was like it got your attention. It got your uh, your energy, mm-hmm. your mental energy, went to that one thing, and it it was like the the Lord was empowering that so that you could not only birth something but bring it to fruition. Yes, and it was kind of like what we were saying to, or what I was saying to Ian. He's going to generate some ideas. Well, you generate ideas, but other people do as well. But you're meant to bring some things to fruition. Mm-hmm. You're meant to uh, have an in product. And I see this room is like a storeroom. It's all been swept out. It's your, it's your mental room. It's where, where you go and and uh, create things. It's not the empty box. Did you guys ever see that? No. Uh, it's it's where you go for the creative uh, juices to flow Mm -hmm. and then but but it's your it's your room where you also build you there's a table in there where you put up and you build things and I, I see circuitry I see technology I saw sounds of certain kind of like even synthesizers I mean I saw a lot of different kinds of things that were linked together in there that had to do with production of things and uh, and you'll bring the thing to completion. And God really does want you not only to be sparked by the creativity, but He wants the product that's going to come out of that. Amen. And it's going to make a difference to people to have that product. Mm-hmm. I just see you as having a really creative mind, very um, full of thought, <laughs> lots of electrical energy going on in there. And uh, but He wants... To give people the product that's fully completed. Mm. And he's going to give you the grace to do that.
6: Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you. Amen. Very cool. Amen. I love I your mind.
7: Uh, is this guy, is this the no, way he is? Good. He's just so creative? That's very good. He's yeah. That's very good, isn't it, Ben? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my dad left behind an electronics company. Like oh. oh, okay. And products yeah, and stuff yeah. And stuff.
7: yeah. Excellent. Oh, well, I didn't finish that little part of the storeroom. All on the shelves, you know, when you've got a business, you've got to have your merchandise. Mm -hmm. So when you finish this, then you've reproduced this, and they were lined up on the shelves because people were going to buy them. Mm -hmm. So uh, you'll have a storehouse that's full out of this creativity that God's given you. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. I like
5: that. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Well, let's uh, finish up by just... Quickly, pain from Mary and Judith. Oh, mm. you know Perhaps we that could uh, do our stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Come on yeah on around, the come on. <coughs> come on. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
1: you.
5: No yeah. battery, just when you need it. Old. We're recording it, Mary. We'll send it to you. Thank,
1: thank you. you.
5: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Father, we just want to start out by uh, praying in the same way and say for, for Mary and for Judith, just remove all blocks uh, that have stood in the way of uh, really seeing with the eyes of the Spirit. I mean, they see more than most, but uh, even so, we know in part, we prophesy in part. And um, we want to see that uh, prophetic um, understanding and hearing and sight sharpened up. And uh, we want to see it like the sight of an eagle that can just see from way up high when the smallest thing moves down below and, and to know what it is, to perceive what it is and to know that it's dinner and go for it. And uh, we just pray for that sharpness to come upon them in this season. In this season as things are rapidly changing and rapidly moving, well then may the the eyes of their hearts just be sharpened as well so that they perceive more quickly and that uh, words of knowledge that are coming about things will be rapidly followed by words of wisdom of what to do with them, who to take them to, when to act, what to physically do in and around them, not to just know what's going to happen but to know what to do with it as well so and i I pray, Lord, that you would gather around them sons and daughters I, I think i've prayed this before, but the people that they need to work out the vision. Lord, you're going to give them revelation, but you're going to gather sons and daughters around them to begin to carry out some of the things that you're revealing, that they're not to be carrying them all out themselves, but you're going to gather a team of people, a team of wise people, of experienced people, who will be able to take the revelation and run with it. And their job will be to write the vision down, make it plain on tablets that he who runs can run with it, and uh, I just pray that you'd gather those people around them, bring them to them, bring these contacts in. We bless the contacts that have already been made, and we just say, let kingdom financiers come to them, uh, that they can provide revelation to. And that they will know what to do. As soon as the key words are given, they will know what to do and when to do it. It will mean something to them. And that they will together work as a team. They won't be burdened with the stress and the anxiety or the having to work out the, the knowledge of how to do something. But you will bring to them the people that know how to do that stuff. And so we just bless that. We bless it in the name of Jesus. Is Who's getting something? i just got to pray. Yeah. -hmm.
9: Father, I just want to pray for Mary and Judith that you keep them living on the edge, that you continually keep them outside of their comfort zone, but at the same time, Lord, that they will know increasingly your peace um, as they go about and do your work. Um, Just that, Lord. Just keep them living on the edge because... um, I just feel, Lord, that, you know, that's where your revelation comes from when we're not living in our comfort zones uh, because our focus is more on you then, strongly focused on you. And just help them to keep in that, Lord. I just bless them, Lord, for what they do and what they uh, what they bring from you, Lord. Um, just bless them in their ministry as well, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, I saw um, a jumbo jet, big sweeping wings, and a wheel. And the wheel was, although it's in the same place, it was constantly turning. And there's a sense that it would never ever stop turning. It just went on forever. And there's a sense of excitement because although the wheel was always there, it's always turning, always changing, always new. So it's the same thing yet always new and yeah Where's I don't know but it's <laughs> <laughs> just excitement and uh, something good yeah.
3: be bold just just, be bold. yeah just prayer blessing on the Lord just thank you for the Mary and Judith coming this morning and bringing these amazing words and how they really sort of yeah, pressing into us and really challenging us, Lord. And I thank you that they are blessing to so many people where they go and give these amazing words and of current encouragement and um, ones that are challenging as well. And yeah, I just pray that you continue to bless them in everything they do. Mm. Um, and that their yeah, that their words and their beliefs, especially the they said about having you know having nothing and. Have nothing to lose, and it's just, just a great thing, I think, that they've brought this morning. And um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, bless the Lord, thank you. Amen. Yeah, earlier you said about um, I think breaking walls and boundaries was what uh, I picked up, and I just got a real affirmation of that. And I not I kind of see a passion in you, and a joy, and a real sort of go get them sort of attitude but i don't really see these walls sort of exploding as you burst through and tearing them down um i see sort of a peaceful nature in you and that the walls just they melt away and they they disappear uh just with your your peace and your your presence i mean it's you bringing the presence of god with you and obviously it's god doing the work um and i know you guys know that and you're humble to that um, but I just really want to affirm that in you and mm. yeah, encourage it and thank you for it and for bringing this this peace and this gift to us all and to everyone else. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, Mary, I saw um, a picture of a, it was a train track. It was going sort of straight, it was dead straight, and it was it was in a big plane. Um, and it was very clear, you know, in the verse that, you know, that God makes straight, past before you, and um, but then up nearby there was a, a turning off of it, and it was like you stopped there, you know, took a cess, you know, and then decided to carry on, and then as this train was carrying on, there was more and more of these turnings off to the left and the right, and it was almost like there was being programmed in you the, the you know more and more certain of where where it was you're going, more you know. And, train was going faster and faster and gaining more and more momentum as you didn't have to stop each time It was that, that was the, the feeling anyway and you know up ahead you know there was you know there were things that were a focus and you know that you were heading towards that was the, the kind of feeling so so yeah i want to pray for mary and that father that you would program in more clearly uh the path that's laid out before her and um i thank you that you, you've already given revelation on on um, a direction, and yeah, I pray that that would would become so fast that it would be almost automatic uh, the response to every decision that comes up. That, um, yes, and I, I bless yeah, her momentum in your kingdom. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, Judith, I um, saw many, many flowers of all different kinds of beauty and and they were like they were opening out you know, and just like all around, just like completely surrounded like everywhere you look, and for God say that these were lives giving glory to him and giving you a key to be able to just touch, and a flower would open up and you know um you know, really God was kind of saying that he really loves the the scent uh, you know the you know the the smell of all of these these flowers giving glory to him. I don't know why I'm getting emotional there. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really f- feel how, how pleasant that is yeah, to God. Yeah.
10: Similar to what Alex just said, um, something the Lord just showed me for the two of you was you go around to all of these places, you speak to all of these people, you pray with so many people, and I feel that the Lord really wants to bless you as well, not just for the work that you do with so many others, but just because he delights to bless you. And the scripture, I had it earlier, but it came back to me now, um, and I can't for the life of me think where it is, somebody will remind me. that uh, not one sparrow falls from the sky um, and how much more your father loves you um, than than even um, sort of uh, birds of the air mm-hmm. always have mm-hmm. somewhere to sleep, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, Lord, I would pray over Mary and Judith that mm-hmm. you would bless their ministry, you would bless their work, you would keep their footsteps safe, but that, Lord, you would bless them personally, that you would give... Them time, each of them with you, where it's just you and them, and they can delight in you the same way that you delight in both of them. Amen. Amen. Very good.